Excuse me. Can I get a cup of coffee? Black? Can't you see we talking? White? Welcome to Black Irish Podcast. Hey there, and welcome to an all-new episode of Black Irish Podcast with myself, Brennan McCorkle, and Mike doesn't like coffee, Crawford. What's up, buddy? <laughs> what up with you, my guy? Nice How you intro doing? this week. Oh, I like that one. Thanks, buddy. But you don't like coffee, right? No, I hate coffee. Yeah, actually, I'm not. I don't say. I can't say I hate coffee because I've never drank coffee. I've drank coffee one time, like it was black coffee, and coffee tastes like absolutely nothing. Which is why when you're like having surgery or something, they say you can drink water and coffee because coffee is like nothing. So I don't understand what the world is fascinated with. But it's the caffeine okay. and the coffee. It's the caffeine <laughs> and all the sugar that they put in it. But did you know that Starbucks is trying to eliminate single use containers, cups uh, in the next like five years? So you're going to have to bring your own cup or mug to Starbucks. Or buy one, which they'll just make everybody do. I'm sure they'll sell mugs. Oh, a hundred percent. If you don't bring yours, they're gonna up, yeah, they're gonna upcharge you whatever to buy their plastic piece of shit. But before they go there, they're gonna make sure it's okay because they ain't just gonna give away that money business, bro. Like they're gonna make sure this is a viable business model. So, yeah, well, they <laughs> they say that twenty percent of their global waste is single use cups. And so they're like, okay, let's try and help the environment, whatever. But I doubt that they're gonna chop the prices of coffee. It's still gonna be three ninety five for a five cent cup of coffee in your container. And imagine like how many priceless mugs these people are gonna break. Like my son made this for me in art class. Shatter. Like, why would you bring that type of mug? Like, you people are stupid. People are very mug. dumb. They're not going to bring. I don't know. And that's twenty five percent your fault, even though they're the one who drive it. That's twenty five percent your fault. You don't bring that type of mug to. You bring a to go cup, bro. Not your home coffee mug. I'm telling you, I bet you that's what they're going to do. Is they're going to say like it has to be, you know, uh, plastic. They're going to have these certain requirements, and people are going to be pissy about it. And then they're going to be like, okay, well, you can buy one of our containers if you like. I don't know. Starbucks is just turning into like a drug dealer where it's like the first the first time you get it, you get the good shit. They don't give you everything that's been stepped on. They need you hooked. So then eventually they just keep <laughs> stepping on this shit down to when it's dust. And then now that you're just hooked on this garbage crap, that's what Starbucks did. They're just like slowly but surely cocaine. Slowly but surely stepping on their own product and now they're like, No, 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 you bring the bag and you're like, wait, what? I gotta bring it I gotta bring equipment here? What the fuck is going on here? I thought you were serving me. My man just compared Starbucks to cocaine. <laughs> hey, I didn't say what kind of product it was. <laughs> but it does lines, have a parallel. The lines at Starbucks definitely makes it seem like they're selling cocaine out of there. The lines at Starbucks <laughs> seem like they're giving out lines at Starbucks. <laughs> there you go. Those you, bro. lines are ridiculous. Straight from Columbia. Maybe that's it. Columbia just has all the best shit. Coffee, cocaine. It's like you need your uppers. You go to Columbia. You need to come down off your Columbia vacation. Go to Jamaica. Then hit Miami on the way back so you can still get boozed up and, you know, take some ecstasy. Yeah. Then travel across the country. Go through the Midwest where there's nothing going on. Smoke your cigarettes. Cool down. By the time you get back to Cali, hit the beach. Smoke some weed. Chill out. You're good. Now that's a trip, baby. I think we just planned our next vacation together, Mike. I think you just took us around the world, Brenda. Like well, that's it. not the world, but like it's it. international for sure. Oh, well, you took us somewhere. <laughs> Geography, not your strong suit. <laughs> <laughs> took us away from here, buddy. You took us away from here. I also have us going through the Midwest for no reason. Other than we just have to go through it to get somewhere else. I think that's all it's for. It's just like the Midwest is just so you appreciate both coasts. 
It's a nice place. It's a nice place. In the Fuck that, dude. That's like you have to go through winter to appreciate spring. You got to go through the Midwest to appreciate a coast. That's that just bullshit. what's up. The Midwest is weather is bullshit. I'm not. I agree with you on that. There's also it's, a, it's just come on. I mean, what's going on in the Midwest, really? Cold. Yeah, exactly. Cold. Min- that's Minnesota. that's what's going on. Minnesota. Cold. Cold and corn. That's all we got going on here. <laughs> oh. say cold and corn. You can't grow and corn in Cali. Minnesota. It'd be popcorn, bro. It's too sunny and nice out here. Too hot. It's too um, hot. It's 92 degrees out here today. Sorry. It's beautiful. <laughs> Upgrade your life. <laughs> Everybody that does listen to this that's not from Cali hates you right now. Like, I don't care. Here's the thing. You know what I will say about being California is I grew up Southern California. My parents, my mom was from Venice, California, Venice Beach. My dad was from Santa Monica. They're both hippie beach town people. So if you grow up in California, Southern California specifically, where the weather is amazing, 10 months out of the year and the other two it's like meh it's okay it's nice to have a change and then (laughs) the pricing everything being so expensive and taxes and everything else like i just grew up used to all this stuff so i'm kind of used to the premium of the luxury life you know what i mean like it's just i grew up poor i didn't realize you know what it was but you pay a luxury to live in southern california Granted, we would have been poor wherever we were, but especially in Southern California. So it's one of those things where if you're outside coming in, it's like, fucking how do people do that? It's like, yeah, well, if you live here your whole life, it's a little bit easier. But if you're coming from somewhere else, it's like you have to have like two lives worth of shit to come to California. <laughs> it's insane. Sell off half of your so shit and bring the rest of it. Weather-wise, I can't lie, man. I love it there. You won't get one argument from me, but I still don't want to keep hearing you talk about it, buddy. Because it's raining outside where I'm at. I know. That's why I was laying it on a little thick. (laughs) Because I know it's particularly dreary where you are right now, and I want you to. And not like drizzling rain. Like, it's pouring rain. Like, poncho rain. That bad. But, like, earlier, it was poncho rain. Like, it was pouring. So. Oh. But April showers bring May flowers here in, on the East Coast, sir. So we're looking for, forward to the beautiful. You know what I mean? But listen, dude, it's worth it to pay a luxury tax for stuff. Like, I, as, as I'm getting older, I pay extra to be comfortable and for convenience. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we all do. But you you wake up paying extra because you're a Californian and you're, they charge it off for every damn thing. That's true. You know what also I realized is one of those things about <laughs> getting older it's uh it's cool to pay shit off <laughs> like that's what you brag about when you're young it's like you're going in stacking up credit cards like to have all this cool shit and then you realize you're just kind of stuck in this cycle of trying to pay off all the shit you don't really care about and then when you're older you're paying off the debt of all the stuff that all your broken dreams you're like oh was that even worth it i don't know uh i think that's why everybody gets so depressed with work and stuff it's like you're paying you're you're working so hard to pay for stuff that you don't really care about anymore you care about yep vicious cycle my guy Oh man! This is fucking psychic. Well, what are you gonna do about it? The Joneses, baby. Nothing. It's, it's life. It's the world we were born into, Brendo. I know. Just you hit the reset the button and make the change. All right, Mikey. You can be the president. You can be the president, right? I, I don't You're old enough so. to be the president. I do drugs. You don't do drugs anymore. All right. Uh. <laughs> Technically speaking, you don't do drugs anymore. Like the weed is like three days away from being federally legal, so that's the only drug that I know you to do. So when it's federally legal, then it's technically not a drug anymore. It's like fucking. That's true. You know what? I, I, I mean, know. I don't know, but also you have to serve a bunch of stuff. They're you know what? Put tax on like store tax on weed. You know what I could run for? Like that legal, and at that point, you can run for president, bro. No, 
You can't because you have to have served in office for a certain amount of time. And I, I have a. No, you don't. Missing. There's no rules to be a president. There, no, no, no. There's yes, there are absolutely rules to being president. There are, however, I mean, there are no rules, rules to being rules like that. There's no rules to being elected to the Supreme Court as a justice. Did you know that? My eight-year-old schooled the shit out of me the other day. I was talking to him, and he yeah, was like, "It ain't no rules, but." You ain't just gonna be no random person. Oh, I get that. Oh, trust court. me, I understand. That's not where the conversation stemmed from. The conversation was stemming from him. We were talking, like, we were talking about something. You were talking about the big person in the news, the lady that's about to go on the Supreme Court. The, that's a big thing in the news right now because she's about to go in there with all Democratic votes. I don't know. I don't watch the news. Maybe that's what sparked him. He knows more about what's going on than me. But he he was like. I could run for Supreme Court justice. I was like, I don't think so, dude. I think there's requirements. He's like, actually, no, there's not. For Supreme Court, there's no age limit. There's no blah, 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 blah. And I looked it up, and sure as shit, it's the one government office of, like, a federal level that you have. There are no requirements. All you got to do is say, I want to do it, but you have to get nominated by the president. So if you can bend the president's ear, then okay. So if somebody else... That knows me. You have to be nominated by the president, and then you have to get a you know passed by the senate or whatever. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So that's not like you can run all you want. We have fun at it. All right, Mike. You were just telling me I could be president. Now you're saying I can't even barely be a Supreme Court justice where there's no requirements. Make up your Supreme. Let me tell you the difference. All you have to do is be a good businessman to be the president. Supreme Court justice, you have to actually be a lawyer and understand law. You don't have to. It is frowned upon if you do not. You're a Supreme Court justice. You have to know the law to be. You don't, though. I'm telling you, it's it's not a requirement. You should. I know. I know requirement. You're talking requirement in the letter of the law. I'm telling you as. Me and you are having a conversation right now. Yeah, yeah. To make yeah. decisions on the law, you need to understand the law. Man. I like that you think that being Supreme Court justice is a bigger deal than being the president of the United States. I will say no, you no, have to be more very, accurate as a Supreme no, Court justice. Just different requirements. Being the president of the United States, you don't really have but so much power. So you need to be right. a businessman and be able to control those type of things and understand what's more important and what's not and handle the situation. It's like a head coach of a football team. Like you don't have really uh, control of the offense or the defense because you got offensive defense coordinators. I got you. You have to be you. the captain of the ship, bro. I you got you. I mean? And so I believe you can be the captain of the ship. All right, so so the Supreme Court is basically like all these trained choir people that all work together in unison and sound beautiful, and the president is the kid that does Vanilla Ice at the talent show. I got you. I got you. I got you. I definitely could be Vanilla Ice at a talent show. Not a good one. There you go. But I'll be entertaining. (laughs) Nah, man. You you don't give yourself enough credit. Most, 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 like you could... You could run a court like you've been a boss of stuff before. You like if you're a good businessman, I think you could be the president. Because I think the, being the president of this country is more about being a good businessman than it is about anything else. I think you're right. Which there. is why, which is why certain people do good and certain people don't. I got you. Well, that's okay if you do, as long as you try your hardest. Then that's okay. And I no, say I'm not that for being the president, you know, not not for president, not for president. But I am saying for everything else, like, uh, I want to prep you and prep everybody else. 30 Days of Pain is coming back. May is upon us. And I don't know if you recall, but I sure as shit remember last May when I did 30 Days of Pain. <laughs> and basically... No, I recall it, but you, I recall it from afar because I didn't do 30 Days of Pain. That's all you think, buddy. Yeah, it is a me thing. But... Not to say you can't join it. That's why I'm telling you now. You can prep for it this year because there's we're about four weeks away, a little less than four weeks away. That'll get your mental right. And so basically, here's what it is, okay? You're just challenging yourself for 30 days in a row to exercise and diet. Doesn't have to be extreme like me. I'm an extreme person. I do everything as far as I think it can go and a little bit more. That's just how I operate. All right, there's six gears in this engine, transmission, whatever. Not a car guy, but <laughs> anyway, it's it's just alter your life a little bit 
to where it's it's an adjustment. It's a true adjustment. And like for the first two weeks of May, it's just workout, exercise however you want to, even if it's a walk. Like all this is, is doing more than you normally do. So if you don't normally do shit, go for a walk, do 20 jumping jacks, whatever it is, and just do that consistently for a month. Now, I plan on upping everything, upping reps, you know, halfway through the month, I'm going to start doing two days, uh, you know, the whole thing, like 30 days of pain is a real deal. And then dietary, just fucking cut something out or eat something healthy too, you know, like it, it doesn't have to be extreme. But it can be as extreme as you want, because that's how I'm going to go. I'm going to go extreme. I'm going to see what I can possibly do. Because here's the thing. Last May, I did it casually. I was just like, you know what? I see some homies out there, you know, that are kind of like in the same boat as me. Like, getting in shape seems like it's going to suck. I'm already kind of old. And I was like, you know what? Let me just see what we can accomplish here, buddy. And turns out it was really, it was awesome. It, it, I've learned a lot about myself in the process. And some days I didn't go that hard because I couldn't. I hurt my shoulder, you know, I had to make some adjustments, no big deal. Uh, I also recently did that crazy 4x4x48 challenge. Four miles every four hours for 48 hours. And that was like the extreme version of it, where it was like, dude, you have this, this lofty goal. You have to keep going. You have to keep going. So that being said, it can be anywhere in between. You know, I'm going to set some goals for myself, some dietary goals, some workout goals, and I'm just going to run through those. And then every week, I'm going to either add reps to it, add weight, uh, change it up, do something harder, try and do it faster, always improving throughout the entire month. Then by the end of the month, on May 30th, it's Memorial Day, which is a Monday. I know there's 31 days in May. I don't care. The 30th is the morning workout and then party all day. It's Memorial Day. You got the day off. It is the ultimate cheat day at the end of May. Okay. And then you got May 31st to recover because June's right around the corner. And then June, you're going to feel like a superstar going into June, the coolest month of the year, summer solstice. We got the whole nine yards. It's like the first official month of fun for the year. It's like everything, you know, school gets out. It's it's the official summer kickoff. So put yourself in the best mindset. If you want to be physically in the best shape you've been in, fucking hit it hard. Do whatever you got to do and whatever you want to do. But I'm just saying it's there. All right? I'll be reminding as we lead up to it over the next couple of weeks. But don't be afraid to try. And if you fail... Who cares? After a day or two, who cares? Jump back on it later if you feel like it. Make it up at a different time. See what you can do. Test yourself. Come on. It's fun. <laughs> and I know everybody else has real jobs and all that kind of stuff. Like I said, I'm not putting parameters on what it is other than it's every day. And it's, an, it's something additional or you're subtracting something that's normal from your life. That's it. Not a huge deal. Not a huge adjustment, but it can be if you want it to be. I might, I might, I might partake. Why Just not? lay off the Kool Aid for a month. I'm not laying off the Kool Aid. <laughs> I, might lay off I might lay off a bread instead. Bread might be harder. See, but bread comes with all those delicious uh, sandwiches and burgers. Just eat that shit with lettuce, man. Oh, what about this? What if you gave up for for thirty days of pain? What if you gave up potatoes? That's an Irish thing. What? But here's the thing. Potato, that's, that, that would be kind of hard. Yeah, french fries are your killer. French fries, home fries with breakfast and chips. All Like, what would I eat with anything? I wouldn't have no sides. That's bro. all your accoutrements, yeah. potatoes. Yeah, no, I don't know if I can do that. I think I might try bread. I might, I might try bread. Buns count as bread, by the way. Buns count as bread. Yeah, no. No right. buns, no extra sure. bread with anything. I usually eat bread with everything that I well, eat. Oh, so what I'm about not. this? What about no barbecue? That's not terribly I difficult. I barbecue that often. Yeah, that wouldn't be too difficult. I don't eat it that often. I could definitely go a month without it. Oh, I get... Is that, like, is that an East Coast thing? Because when you were out here, you would get barbecue, like, once a week. At least, yeah, but that's 
because we just, it's, I mean, it's so, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's a season thing. It's coming yeah. upon that season where I eat it a lot, but like, I don't eat it, you know what I mean? Like, I eat enough stuff at other times that I could go with, like, it wouldn't be, I eat out, like, I eat, I just eat a lot. So, spring and summer <laughs> is seafood and barbecue? There you go, buddy. That does not seem like it goes together. Barbecue shrimp, I guess. <laughs> nah. Seafood and barbecue, baby. It's at that time. I guess that's a it's good al- alternative. It's like if you eat heavy barbecue one day, eat fish the a, next. A seafood barbecue spot, bro, and you had good both seafood and barbecue, you'd be a winner on the East Coast, and you, you might be rich. Okay. I'm going to have to uh, not do anything about that. oh you know what i did this weekend mike i don't know what you did i'm sure you were with your kid though yeah we watched 77 hours of wrestlemania not really but (laughs) it was it was on for two days in a row which it's smart they're gonna do that from now on now they had to start doing that with the pandemic to keep uh keep you know the athletes separate so they broke it up in between two nights a couple of years ago, and then they're like, oh, we our ratings were the same for two nights instead of one. Let's just always have it on two nights now. So they split it up. So that was a lot of wrestling. But luckily we had uh, friends over on Saturday to, uh, you know, to kind of be a wrestling buffer a little bit with the kids. And then um, Sunday we went over to a friend's house too to go watch the conclusion of it. Um, nothing really noteworthy for people who aren't wrestling fans. I saw like I saw like Stone Cold wrestling. That's noteworthy. He hasn't wrestled in like twenty two years, bro. Nineteen, but yeah, that was a big deal. So it was Stone Cold's WrestleMania. It was like Triple H retired officially, unofficially. It's like all these guys, all these WWE guys now. It's like they retire and then they let all of the doctors and medical stuff like heal them for a decade and then they come back for like you know i bet you stone cold got a million bucks for one weekend of wrestlemania for one like 10 minute match 15 minute match that was pretty good and to come out at the end of wrestlemania and just stone cold stun everybody that he could see and just drink all the beers like that was the end of wrestlemania that's what it was both nights stone cold in the ring i get it that's what people want to see he's considered one of the best of all time if not the best um he's an icon baby but i will say the thing that was most incredible to me about wrestlemania was the very first night like the second match I want to say maybe even the first is a tag team championship match. It's a team called the Usos versus other guys, whatever. So there's one big burly guy. He's like, I can lift everybody. You know, he's, he's the uh, physical freak and he gets one guy in a fireman's carry over his shoulder or not fireman's carry, but like over both shoulders. And he's got his head wrapped around one side and his legs wrapped around the other. And then the other guy from the team jumps on top of the guy's back and he's going to like do a double slam with two guys on his back to show how strong he is. And his fucking right knee buckles when the other guy jumps on him. I'm like, Oh, that's not good. And then the people I'm watching it with are like, Oh no. Oh, he'll be okay. He'll be okay. Cause he like, He's like screaming and I'm like, nope, that's not fake. That's not fake. I saw what happened. (laughs) And then he's like, you know, tags his partner. And this dude, badass, because they always have the refs on like a little, you know, earpiece and they'll, they have a little clicker to where they can talk back if something's wrong. So Mm -hmm. he got on his clicker was like, you know, emergency, whatever he said, medical, and then flipped it back off and then kept doing the match because the guy gave him the signal like, I can't. I can't finish the match the way we're supposed to. So then the match gets all wild because now it's a two-on-one and it's supposed to be these tag team matches. This happens like five minutes into this 20-minute supposedly match. So this dude, normally if somebody's really, really hurt, the medics come out and it doesn't matter that there's a match going on. They'll at least get him out of there. This dude, like, apparently, I don't know if they left him out there because it was WrestleMania (laughs) to suffer, or if he was like, no, finish the match and then come get me, so it just appears like it was a part of it. But turns out the dude tore his whole patella off (laughs) when the dude jumped on his back. (laughs) 
and then watching it in real time, I was like, oh, yeah. Oh, that's nasty. And then this dude just sat on the side of the ring for like 10 minutes waiting for somebody to come get him. Nope. Like, I can see the initial like minute. Your adrenaline is so high that you're like, this hurts. This is wrong. But I'm getting out of here. After that comes down and you're sitting there writhing in pain like, when are these guys going to end? You know when you're waiting for something to finish and it seems like it takes way longer? Imagine having your yeah. patella ripped off and that 10 minutes feels like three hours. There you go. That's oh! And my leg now hurts because of it. Right. Because of the story you just told. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, I can feel that. I can feel that. Well, speaking of things that hurt, uh, North Carolina really hurt us there, buddy. You more than me. Yeah. Yeah, they... they, they they ran out of gas. It's all good. It's all good, man. I, I love my team. We put up a valiant fight. We had a 15-point lead and gave it all away. And we gave the lead away early, so I knew we were in trouble. And we were tired. My guy didn't make no shots. Caleb didn't make no shots. Brady made a couple shots. Let me ask you this. Visual. Let me ask you a couple of things. Let me start with a softball question. Minute 18 left. North Carolina has the ball on a timeout. Okay. They, it was, at that point, it was a tie game, I think, or they were, no, they were down one. I think they were down one. Maybe two. Anyway, regardless, they have a minute 18 on the clock. That means if they wanted to, they could have two of the last three possessions. Right? But they just, they went for it. And tell me why your boy Love was throwing up brick after brick after brick and not passing the ball and brick after brick after brick layups by the way these are layups that are turning into biscuits like what happened he he didn't have we only played five players he didn't straight have, he selfish didn't bro like he would not dish to yeah. rj like i don't know what's going on yeah no nah, man i mean that's how he was playing all tournaments so he wasn't i mean he was gonna yeah but if you go one for nine in the last eight minutes and like six of them are layups. You need and to start fucking three. passing the ball. He, he should have drove it when we were down three. Oh, I know. Instead, he came I down know. To take the big sight. Gosh, dude. Like, I get it. You want your moment, but you just cost your team like a chance. Not saying they would have won. I'm saying he cost him a chance because he was getting doubled and tripled every time he was going down to the lane. And bricking these layups. Because he's trying to backwards, you know, like do all these fancy five moves. Five for 23, man. Dude. Five for 23 in the championship. What can you say? I could say that he was awful and selfish. And he cost them a chance at the title. I'm sorry. I know yeah, it's your home so dogs, but. Him being selfish got us to the title. So you can't have it. You know. Okay, so it's okay to not make an adjustment to win at the final game? It That's is, that. You know what that is? You an adjustment, but you can't. You gotta live with the results, so you gotta live with it both ways. I know, but we're not listening. Shots in any other game when he's hawking it up like that, we're not even there. So he's making them then, and he thought he was gonna start making. But them. he wasn't making them all and game. He, he wasn't making them all game. Yeah, he should. That he you know what that is? Nick, that mentality. That and by the way, oh, it's irrational. What's what's man. the name of your coach? I just I didn't want to curse him by name, so I just kept saying coach Hubert. Hubert. Okay. Hubert Davis. Why is he not taking timeouts when his players are severely injured on the court and cannot play defense whatsoever? Like, Love is straight. He he missed three possessions. He just went, like, he 10 feet back and forth over the half-court line, and yeah, he's like, no, I'm fine. And, and guess, yeah. guess what? You know how bad they needed those two timeouts with 4.6 seconds left? Not that fucking bad, apparently, right? That was shitty coaching. <laughs> shitty coaching. And Bacot, yeah. like, dude, how do you not take timeouts? Even just to go, okay, let's make sure you just, you know, work it out on the sideline. Do whatever you got to do. But you're giving up eight points on injuries because you're letting your injured players stay on the floor. Like, it, that's one of those, like, oh, I'm going to pull Pedro Martinez, but he doesn't want to come out. Fucking leave him in, I guess. Like, that's a shitty leadership like it, it was just awful. Sometimes. Yeah, to bad coaches. 
Yeah. Good coaches make mistakes all the time. Yeah, but bad coaches lose championships. Sorry. Good coaches do too. Yep. But bad coaches don't put themselves in the position to set themselves up for success when they do that. It's it's he literally he literally was just like whatever you guys want to do on the court, go for it because you're my five. I don't have anything in my brain other than that, and I cannot adapt. He's not gonna play. He doesn't trust anyone else. So he was gonna play him anyway, regardless of what they did while they were on the court. That's how we got to the championship, bro. We I understand, but five, okay. Which is also why we probably lost because they were exhausted. But we weren't gonna play him. He refused to play other people. He done yes, it. Yes, that's a Listen. shitty coaching job. He just was made it to the finals from an eighth seed. It wasn't too with shitty. somebody else's team, who he refused to change what? out. Okay, so Roy Williams, starting five, got all the way to the championship game. That's what happened. Roy Williams never even coached Brady Manning, so it would only be four. Okay, did he not help recruit? Huh? Did he not recruit? Brady Manning is a a transfer. This is a one-year guy with us. Okay, Brady Brady Manning. Who's the rest? Who's the rest? The rest of them were recruited by Roy. Okay, he, okay. He's been on the so, staff, so he recruited them too. I get that, dude, but he di- obviously didn't coach. Because he what did he do? He just he's took associate head coach. So did uh, let me ask you this: Did Roy Williams ever stick with five? So he did a good enough job. No, Roy. Williams no, he didn't. Sub guys. Okay, why? Because Roy Williams is a good coach, correct? Because Roy, Roy Williams had trust in guys that Hubert don't. Roy Williams didn't make the Final Four in his first year as a coach or the championship game. Hubert just did that. So I don't listen, like, dude. He, I got nothing against the, the guy. I got nothing against the guy. But if you're if you're <laughs> telling me I can take, let's say, he's not a Hall of Fame coach, he's a first year coach. We have to realize he's a first year head coach. He's not a Hall of Roy is a Hall of Fame. I don't give a dude. I don't care how long was he an assistant coach. How long has he been around the sport? Which is top four of all time, dude. How long has he been around the sport? Roy Williams. I don't have to be a coach to know if somebody's injured. They're not going to operate at a hundred percent. That dude, when Love got hurt, he was operating at fifteen percent for two and a half minutes. Also about. It's also about relationships. You trust your guys. Then take a timeout. Let him work it out on the sideline. They had three timeouts at that point. They had three timeouts at that point. How he coaches, I can't talk about it. You can. That's what we're doing. You're defending him, and I'm saying he's a piece of shit coach for what he did in the championship game. And I disagree. We lost the game. Yes, because (laughs) your coach set you up for failure. I disagree. Okay. Well, he could have made some change. He could have called them out. He, he could have subbed him. He could have. Also, one of my guys had an asthma attack. Another one went down with an ankle injury with 138 left. Like, you can't do nothing about those things. We, we lost the game, bro. That's it. And we were up 15. And he could have did better at the end of this first half by playing other guys just to get a guy that he knew was going to have to play in the second half some rest. I mean, because they have been playing six games straight, but I'm not going to question this coaching now. He guys are the championship from the AFC. No one would have expected that before this tournament started. I can tell you that. It doesn't sound like he did much coaching. We were a bubble team. I, yes, agreed. A month ago, we were in a bubble. It did not seem like he did much coaching. He did great coaching. The number one thing he did was take the ball out of Caleb Love's hands. If you're a North Carolina fan, you understand that. You're a Notre Dame fan, so you don't understand that. But let me explain. He Roy, which is why Caleb Love stunk last year, because he played him at point guard. Caleb Love is not a point guard. He's a shooter. In the championship, he was off. He's a scoring guard. He's a two guard. That is what he is. Stop trying to play him at the point. Stop trying to let him make decisions. Give him the ball. Tell him to look at the orange. He pushed the ball in the hole. Hubert did that because Roy never did. RJ is the point guard of the two. He needs the ball in his hands. He can make decisions. That's the greatest thing. Then why Then why is, then why is Love having him. the ball in his hands every he possession for the last four the, minutes? He went to get the ball because he's a more dominant personality. He went and got the ball, and RJ let him have it. He was not on the court. He can't control that. Okay. RJ's the point guard. He's been point guard all year, all tournament. He went and let Love have the ball because we all know Love was going to take that shot. He's been making the big shots for us. I can't take that away. Same thing he never do. He took the big – he went and got the ball and took the big shot. He did it again, and this time he missed. 
that's that's he didn't man. just miss the big league. shot though he missed another he missed five 18 foot, he, he shot five for 23 he, he missed did. another eight 17 shots you know what i mean hey. like he was he's a shooter i get shooter, it and shooter, i man. i even get the last possession he takes the shot i get that but I don't get that shit. It's too much time left to take that shot. But well, no, 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 no. no. I'm saying the fact that played the same way to get you hit. Yeah, so. I'm. I'm saying I understand him taking that last shot. Like it's going. I'm the one taking it. I get that. He's. I still think he made the wrong decision there. But the six previous layups that he missed when he's double and triple covered down in the paint. It, as a number two, it's your job to find the orange, find the hole, and if you can't, get it to the guy that can because you're the second supposed to be the second best passer on the team. What the I'm fuck? Not, he's, he sucks. I know, but that's what the two spot's supposed to be. Horrible. It's supposed to be your second best passer and your best shooter. That's what it's yeah, supposed to be. He's not a good pass. He's not a good passer. Not a good decision maker. He all okay. he scores, bro. And next year he'll be better. He'll work on his game, but he he'll cuts the better. championship. Man, he has nothing to be ashamed of. Duke is favored to win the title. Gonzaga is right after them, and North Carolina's down like eighth or ninth for next year. No, we're on. I don't know what you saw because we're number two. Oh, favored to win the title. Well, I was <laughs> looking Vegas. at a different website than you. Uh, they were at like eighteen to one. No, nah, I saw this morning we're plus twelve hundred. Oh well, then you're getting and some shit. 11, plus eleven hundred. I'm not betting on the winner. I don't even. Know. No, I know. I'm saying I. Many good recruits. I'm saying the um, where I go is uh, it's a uh, ten to one for Duke to win, eleven to one for Gonzaga to win. There's a couple sprinkled in the middle, and then North Carolina's at like 18. For Gonzaga to win, who the hell they got coming in that they gonna be win? Because Chet's definitely leaving, and Timmy's leaving. But whatever. Timmy was a hole. But, I mean, um, I get why he's good, but he's a hole when it matters. He can be taken out of the game. Yeah. I wonder why we worry about Timmy. My boys will be back. We'll be back. You know who else is back? back? It's a good season, buddy. Tiger. Tiger's back. I'm putting 20 on Tiger, bro. Tiger's going to win this shit. <laughs> All right, dude. So here's my deal. I, I got money on Tiger, too. I'm rooting for him to win, and you know we both know that he's been going there for a while now, practicing. It's like these, the fact that he's been here this week. Uh, he's been here a lot more than this week. Everybody, don't you worry about that. But <laughs> we're all dead buddies. Y'all can listen, dude. One, there's so Tiger started at fifty-five to one, and then as of right now, I got him at fifty to one, and as of right now, he's at forty to one. There's so much money being bet on Tiger to win the Masters. Tiger, yeah. Vegas would he, lose he wins, their shorts. Break the bank. <laughs> so yeah. I'm wondering if Tiger gets an offer. If he's in the red on Sunday in contention, I wonder if Tiger gets the Phil Ivy call going, hey, bro, we're going to kick you down with $40 million to get second. <laughs> we cannot lose this type of money. I heard, I heard that happen in real life. That's why Phil Ivy doesn't do the World Series. Yeah, I told you this story. I thought. No. Yeah, he was going into final table. He was like final six on the last day. You know, it's like they have a they have time limits. The money maker, the money maker winner, the money maker win, right? I think so. Did you know that uh, on Poker Stars back in the day, I was in a heads-up tournament and beat Moneymaker? That was one of my little online poker highlights. Um, really? In a heads-up tournament, yeah. That's what's up, man. Yeah, I mean, you're good at poker, bro. Well, here's the other thing. If you, that I learned at a later date, because I checked it out and it was like his handle was real. This is like, I mean, two years after he won, so I don't know. 20 years ago, 18 years ago, something like that. It was a long time ago. Um, they get into all those tournaments for free. So here I am ponying up, you know, like 150 bucks to get in this tournament, 200 bucks. Whatever. It was like a significant amount um, to get in this heads up tournament because that's where I was making all my money back in the day. It was like I go to work at like between my rent, utilities, food, everything. I was like $370 short every month from working and paying my bills so i supplemented by playing online poker and i played a lot of heads up so anyway i got in this tournament got into the money and then figured out that 
all these uh, if you're sponsored by Poker Stars, you get in all these tournaments for free. So he probably didn't give a shit. He's like, <laughs> shuffle his cards. Like, yeah, I don't really give a shit. I just kind of am obligated to do these. And meanwhile, I'm on the other end of the computer, like, turn off the music, all zoned in, like intent. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, what a hey, thing. Whatever the case may be, you won. But that being said, yeah, Tiger. I, I mean, Justin Thomas is. He's one of the odds-on favorites. He's only at like eleven or twelve to one, which is like second best. He's been my pick for like a week, week and a half already. But if he sees Tiger in red, he folds. A lot of people will. Yeah. I will say my DeChambeau or somebody like that. If they're there on Sunday night, they can stand up. DeChambeau might not even make the cut. He can go from not making a cut to being looking awesome. Like he's one of those guys. Maybe, maybe. I think the the person to be scared of that I didn't bet is Brooks Kepka because he's almost back to and healthy. That's other, yeah, that's the that's the other choice. Um, my I put the rest of my money on Patrick Cantley. Um, he was just kind of one of those. Lee. I mean, he can't win. Like you don't want him. Then take your money back. Cancel that bet. No, no, no. Patty's win, bro. Patty's win. Um, he's my backup for Tiger. And then I'm going to throw some money down on Amen Corner. It's uh, the 11th, 12th, and 13th hole, 13th hole at the Masters. Um, you can bet on who's going to have the best collective score throughout the entire weekend. Um, on those Justin Thomas months. might do that. You can put him on that. Yeah. Well, honestly, I think... For that one, I'm going to put my money on Victor Hovland. I think he can come back. I don't think he's going to win, but his irons are sharp, and if they're on on those three holes, I think he. I think that's a smart bet. Um, I think he's probably at like twelve or thirteen to one for those three. So that's that's my Masters uh, bets. I'm just I'm yeah, looking Masters forward to. Game. Yeah, I'm looking forward to watching Tiger win the whole thing. That would be a lot of fun. That would just spark up a whole nother... Golf's already been getting good, getting better. Like, that would just reinvigorate and just, you know, pour gasoline on the fire. So, that'd be fun. That would be (laughs) fun. Uh, What do we have? Oh, Lakers. Lakers suck. Let's move on. The Lakers Lakers didn't make the playoff. That is fucking wildest shit. It's hilarious. Anyway. Uh, it's not the wildest. The Bulls shit. are gonna make it and then get sent out the first round because we're gonna be the sixth seed. I don't even know the three seed is either gonna be out of Milwaukee, Philly, and Milwaukee, Philly, and who the other team tied with them? Milwaukee, Philly, and some other fucking team in the East, but they all kick our ass. So <clears throat> Milwaukee, Philly, who the other team is tied Toronto. Down? No. Brooklyn? Miami's the one seed. No, not Brooklyn. Milwaukee. <laughs> Philly. Atlanta? Why can't I think? Who? Atlanta? Who are you thinking of? No, I don't know. I don't know who's the other team. Why can't I think of them? I don't know. It doesn't fucking matter. It's not the Knicks. Not it doesn't matter. Definitely not Nana, the Knicks. Nana's going to bother. All right, let's get choppy. Well, while we're getting choppy here, we've got... So, as of right now... Oh, the Celtics. That's what the fuck it is. You already said Boston. No, I mean, talking about the three teams that were tied. I didn't say Boston. I said Philly, Milwaukee, and Boston. So, one of them will be the three seed, and they'll kick our ass. And we play the Celtics tonight, and they're probably going to kick our ass. Oh, they're going to work you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You guys are going to (laughs) get served up pretty good. Uh, All right, so as of right now, the Suns... Are at plus two seventy five. Everybody thinks the Suns are going to take it. Trash odds. Yep. I don't think they're going to win it, but that's trash odds either way. The Bucks are at plus five seventy five, which are okay. Their second favorite, followed by the Nets at six seventy five. The AFC. <laughs> that's fucking amazing. And then Golden State is now at plus eight fifty. Who? That's the bet. That is the bet. That was the bet that preseason was seven to one. When we talked right before Clay came back, they were at four to one, and then now they bounce back to eight and a half to one. So 
I'm hoping that uh, Tiger can help me parlay this into a Golden State Warriors championship bet with a nice, you know, throw a cool four digits on it and let's roll. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, that's a, that's a nice bet right there because I think they I think they got a chance. We'll see. I mean, they will have all the pieces to do it. Maybe as long as Steph comes back. Yeah. Well, obviously, that's a huge caveat there. Uh, <laughs> and then this weekend, we have... It's been a while since I've been excited for UFC, but UFC 273 is coming this weekend. I know they're all good, but I haven't been excited for one in a while. And this one looks to deliver. There's a lot of scrappy scrappers. <laughs> and there's a lot of... Uh, uh, usually you can tell if it's going to be a good card or not because the over-unders on two and a half rounds are always the better odds or, or on the over. So if the under two and a half rounds is getting the you know you minus 150s and 160s, that means somebody's going down, getting knocked. So uh, just a couple of the, the matches. Uh, Mickey Gall is at plus 165 versus Mike Mallett. At 190, I don't, I don't know who Mike Mallett is, but I know that Mickey Gall is the guy who beat CM Punk and then like was talking all this shit and then got his ass whooped. So um, I'm taking Mike Mallett all day. Basically, Mickey Gall, everybody just wants to whoop his ass for being the guy that fought CM Punk. So I'm just gonna bet against him every single time because he seems (laughs) to keep getting his ass whooped. So uh, I'll, I'll go, you know, minus the 190. Uh, put up almost two to one to win on that one and then from there it pretty much seems like uh, the favorites are going to just bash through everybody which means it's going to be a fun card to watch Uh, Darian Weeks is fighting Ian Gary Ian Gary is the kid from Ireland he's the kid from Ireland that I think he's undefeated or he's won his last like ten in a row or eight in a row or something like that. He's he's cool, on a, a, a winning streak. Yeah. So uh, Darian Weeks okay, is at plus two ninety five. Ian Gary is at minus three sixty five. I'm not gonna bet it because I hate betting anything over two to one odds to give up to to get win one. Um, so I'm not betting, but Ian Gary should smash him. Uh, Gilbert Burns. Ass kick if this dude's winning like four or five rights in a row, Darian Weeks is gonna win that. I'm gonna go ahead and get that free three hundred dollars. Okay, you're welcome. You can have it. Go ahead, bet your unit, lose your unit, you're good. Gilbert Burns is plus four hundred versus Kazmat Chimev. I didn't say that right, but uh, <laughs> Gilbert Burns is gonna get his ass whooped, basically, because he's a you know. He's a dude yeah, that's been off for a while. He's <laughs> he's a submission guy, um, but you know, I I just don't see him. I don't see him not getting smashed, which uh, is <laughs> the same thing I'm going to say for Aljamain Sterling. Aljamain Sterling is the champion, mind you, the champion, yeah. and. He is an underdog, a heavy underdog at plus 370 because he's fighting Peter Yan. No, he's not. He's fighting Peter Yan, and Peter Yan's going to beat the shit out of him at minus 470. This one, I might put money on Peter Yan. That's even though it's almost you have to give up five to win one because I'm that confident he's going to whoop his ass. Look, champions. Champions? But you don't you don't know what happened in this story. So let me tell you briefly what happened here. So in these Dubai fights at Fight Island, okay, Peter Yan held the title for Bantamweights, I believe it is. Sorry if I got the division mixed up. Um or featherweight something. So he was fighting uh Aljamain Sterling for the belt and there was an illegal blow while Aljamain was on the ground. Illegal knee to the head I think. Like jacked him up pretty good. That being said they don't count it as a no contest. They count it as a disqualification. That means Peter Yan lost his belt. So technically Peter Yan lost his belt on a disqualification whatever and then Aljamain Sterling and him were supposed to have a rematch back in like November or something. 
Sterling had some spine issues, something like that, got injured. So he said, hey, I'm, you know, I can't go. And Peter Yan is like, listen, I'll wait for him or I'll fight somebody else. I don't give a shit. Like, I'm going to win. So he went in and to the top contender, not just some regular dude to get through to wait for Sterling, went against the top contender besides himself, whooped his ass, and is like, I don't need your interim belt. I have gold now. Now you can't deny me that fight. So he's coming in with an interim belt, but he's like, this is fake. He's like, I just wanted a, a reason to get the real belt back. He is going to beat the shit out of Aljamain Sterling. And, by the way, he was already doing that when Sterling took the knee. So, so now... He's going to beat his ass now that you said that. Now, now also all in on Aljamain Sterling. Here's a little added fuel to the fire for no good reason. Peter Yan is Russian. It makes him very dangerous. Yeah, dangerous to get his ass kicked by Aljamain Sterling. Let's go, Aljamain. You know Aljamain's white, right? Name is. I don't care what his name is. I'm just kidding. I don't care what race he is. <laughs> Let's go, Aljamain. He can be white, Chinese. I don't care. Kick Peter Yan's ass because he's talking too much shit. Actually, he's not talking shit. He's just like, hey, man, I want to fight you. You never really beat me. I want to fight you. Yeah, okay. All right, we'll see. We'll see. I can't wait. Now I really want him to beat his ass. We're going to see what happens. Let's see how many eyes he comes out with. And then the uh, the co-main event of the evening is Korean Zombie at plus 500 versus Alexander Volkanovsky at minus 800. Uh, there's minus a reason. Minus 800? What the hell? There's a reason. Kill that dude. But here's the thing. Korean <laughs> Zombie can, you know... He can catch you. It's just not likely. <laughs> it is highly, highly unlikely that you're going to get caught. Uh, so, yeah, it, it should be a good card with lots and lots of stoppages. I don't see a whole lot of decisions on this card. Um, I think Raquel Pennington's fighting also as one of the main uh, female fights, but she usually goes to the decision. And then I can't necessarily speak to many of the other ones, but it, it looks by all accounts that this is going to be a great card with lots of submissions and knockouts. So I'll be interested to uh, watch that on Saturday and hopefully make some money. Uh, what are you watching besides that? All about making money. What are you watching besides that? Now that we're, uh, we're watching off. anything new, man, I've been locked into the Carolina Tar Heels, man, so I can get back to life now that the, it's over. So I haven't watched anything new. Um, same crap that I got to watch every week, you know, a show that I got to keep up with. But outside of that, I was locked in the college basketball and the pro basketball and the Bulls stink like shit. Well, they were on a run, but now they stink. Lonzo's out for... I, I hate how they say remainder of season, and it's like, wait, all the playoffs? And they're like, well, maybe not all the playoffs. And you're like, Ugh, there's like three games left. Don't say remainder of season. That's stupid. Anyway. <laughs> uh, I did. You know, it's kind of in, in that weird lull of sports where it's like, it's about to kick back up. It's just the springtime, you know, the dust is settling right before NBA playoffs ramp up and all that kind of stuff. Football. And they already canceled the Cal. I mean, Red Sox Yankee game for Friday. Bullshit. Yep. Opening day. Which, by the way, can't believe we Just both got that wrong. We already reviewed the uh, uh, MLB opening day last week when we were a week early. So <laughs> check out last week's episode if you want to know how we feel about this week's MLB season. <laughs> uh, I did, however, do so. That being said, I did some cleanup. Um, the wife and I got to finally finish Cobra Kai season four, which whatever, I'm over it. I don't need to see it anymore. Season five, be gone. You're done now. Um, it, for me, it was one season too long. I get it. It's all good. People that love it, love it. I understand why I get it. I didn't even like it. Never even saw karate kids growing up and I still kind of half enjoyed the show. So kudos to the show, but I'm out now. Um, I also saw Mike Epps stand up, Indiana boy. Or... Here's what I'll say about it. Now, granted, I'm kind of a comedy nerd or whatever. He's, I will give him this. 
because it made me accept the special for for what it was. He straight up comes out right in the beginning. He's like, "Listen, I'm from Indiana. The only reason I have this camera like cameras on is for everybody else, but the show is for you guys here." And he like to- totally plays to the crowd, totally plays to the hometown Indiana thing. And it's like, okay, at least he addressed that in the beginning because it feels like he's not really doing a special. He's kind of doing a special. So if you like the <laughs> fact that he addressed it right in the beginning, I'm like, okay, this isn't going to be your standard thing. This is him just going home and hanging. Out. Like he basically filled the theater with his hometown. You know what I mean? So yeah, definitely. So it's cool in its own right. It's got its own jokes here, or there, but. He does he does this one thing that bugs the shit out of me. And whenever he doesn't get the applause break that he wants or whenever he tries to force one, he pats the mic like to make it like a clapping sound I'm like you did that like five times, Mikey. Come on, buddy. You don't need to do that shit. Like that's Chappelle's move first of all. And second of all, he only does it like once or twice. Like you can't do it every time you're not getting a reaction. <laughs> But it's still pretty good. It's entertaining. Yeah, do I mean, I, I watched the whole thing. I didn't cut it off or anything. So that part was good. Um, captivating. And then, okay, so Top Boy, I got through two episodes so far of the first season, which I'm, it's starting to sink in now. I'm starting to, you know, remember characters and all that because it's kind of all over the place in the first episode. And you're like, okay, wait a second, man. Who is who? You know, it's like some some of the kids look the same, and you're like, wait a second, wait, whose kid is who? Like, I don't remember the who's watching this guy, like all this shit. So then, come to find out, did you know that there was another show called Top Boy Summer House? Yeah, where it originally came from a decade ago. Yeah. Well, why didn't you tell me to start there? Because I didn't think you needed to, man. I mean, I get that there's it's disconnected and it's not like you don't have to watch the first one to watch the second one. But why would you not say something? I thought we were friends. I don't know. I didn't think about it, man, because, you know, it's been so long ago. Like, Top Boy Summer House is old, really old. So did you see the uh, the Summer House one? Yeah, I've seen it. Is it good? That's how I know about it. It's okay. I like these better. Okay. So maybe don't go back and watch it because it doesn't really matter? Or does it help... Shape the it doesn't story. really matter though. It doesn't really matter. I mean, gotcha. it's all good right. Well, then I'm not going back. Oh, only the present for me, Mike. Even though I have to go to last season to catch up. Uh, okay, I wanted to ask you about that. And then Netflix just came out with a show. I know you're a Netflix guy, so that's why I'm Netflix heavy this week. Uh, called the Ultimatum. Marry or move on. I know, <laughs> I know that's your jam. I see you smiling. <laughs> so I, I saw the highlights. For, I haven't started it yet, but I saw some like clip. I saw some like you know the thing, the Netflix that spin on. Yeah, I think it just came out oh, today. Yeah. Honestly, I'm definitely gonna watch that one, buddy. Yeah, that's from your two favorite. It's from uh, what is it? Love at first sight. Nicholson. Yeah. 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 Oh, no, Nicholas. No, Love is blind. Yeah. Right. It's Nicholas and his wife again. I think. Are they the ones that produce it, or do they host it, or both? I don't know if they produce it. I know they definitely host Love is Blind, so they're, and they're going to be hosting this. Uh, I don't know who produced it. So you're a 98 Degrees fan? No, no, no. I just watch their shows. I don't, I'm not a fan. I mean, of, of all the boy band. bands, who do you pick? In sync, buddy. They got Timberlake. I thought you were going to pick Crazy Town. <laughs> what were what were one of the shitty uh, boy bands? All right, so you had Backstreet Boys. I was Backstreet growing up. I'm white. I'm not really with anything, but Insync Insync made Gone, and they have Justin Timberlake. That's it. That's it. That's the winner. I know it's the winner now, but at the time, it wasn't the winner. It was all. It was always Justin Timberlake. Like you take the best. But Justin Tim, okay, I'm talking about early, early, early. Okay, first it was Justin Sink Justin and Backstreet Boys. Yes. And, and then Justin 98 the Degrees snuck their little world. dicks in there. Yeah, and Justin Timberlake was still the best, bro. You roll with the best. Like, Justin Timberlake always outshined all those dudes. Like, come on, let's be real. 
Okay, I listen, I get that because that was the big thing was JT was the leader of NSYNC, obviously. But from back way back in the day, like never wavered, no nothing. No, I didn't even really listen to them other day. It was only certain songs from NSYNC that I listened to. You know what I mean? Like, it wasn't like I was in here bumping the NSYNC album. No, no, no. I got you. Yeah, me neither. But it was everywhere. So you did consume it no matter what. And then Justin crossed over for good once he did the thing with Janet. It was just like, oh, man. Yeah. Ain't no going back now. Like, we rocking with Justin, bro, on this end, you know? I'm ripping titties and drinking 40s. (laughs) This is what we doing. (laughs) Oh, <laughs> uh, you know they got this silly daily trivia thing on Netflix now too. Huh? Yeah, there's like an interactive. I I just saw it and <laughs> I still use an Apple TV, so <laughs> we don't have a smart TV in the house yet because I refuse to replace shit that still works. Um, <laughs> we still have our dining room set from when we first bought our home together, like. 13 years ago. No, that's too long. Oh, you're a smart man. Save your money. No, bro. Yeah, 13 years ago. I don't know. Anyway, so we can't use the interactive features on it, but I guarantee you that this is going to be the new, like, Wordle, the, the, the new daily thing. Netflix just got ahead of it. It's like, oh, let's do a little trivial pursuit thing, but we'll do it on Netflix. That'll be your warm up, and then you'll be on netflix because your daily mental stimulation you'll be like oh it's a good thing to go to netflix and then bam you're sucked into the cycle <laughs> that's just how it goes man the cycle of netflix netflix is a good thing don't don't worry about that don't be saying bad stuff about netflix bro. i'm not saying bad stuff about netflix <laughs> but I'm just making sure all right so we have what do we have coming up so we have ufc 273 coming up we've got the masters coming up that's all I'm watching this weekend is the Masters. I'm watching yeah, that. Closing out the NBA season. Yeah. NBA playoffs coming up. Yeah, baseball starts tomorrow. Like life, life sports is pretty good, man. Yeah, we only really have like that two week, maybe yeah, like one. We have like this week, and that's pretty much it. There's like three weeks, four weeks out of the entire 52, where there's like you can breathe. We all know we know all ten teams in the NBA playoff now because everybody else is eliminated. So it's gonna be these ten teams. Let's yeah, go. which I'm saying that's kind of nice because I don't have to pay attention to the last couple games of the season. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, especially when it's playing. It's like, oh, we're on the bubble for the play-in. It's like ugh, I don't even care about you. You know what I mean? I mean, I should, but I don't care to watch your last games. Just let me know who makes it in. You know what I mean? Like, I hate that mentality. So, just not having to watch it's good for me. Anyway, but this week, we'll be listening to the Spotify playlist of the week, which is Lake Street Dive and Bill Withers. Good combo. That's some good golf watching playlist. That's some good golf watching music. That's, that's definitely some good golf watching music. It's, chill. it's time to chill out before we ramp up, okay? It's time to chill out before we ramp up. Just watch opening day, watch Tiger, watch some UFC on Saturday night when you're getting all burlied up, getting those sodas and you're feeling all strong. All right, Mike. Well, I hope you take care of yourself this week. I love you very much. I love you too, bro, and I hope you do the same. All right. Well, everybody else out there. All right, Tiger, tell them. Don't you, like, you guys all have each other's number. Just call them. <laughs> I wish. <laughs> I could call a tiger, my life would be a totally fucking different. clap him a pigeon or something. Get a note to him. Something. Come on, man. Dude, there was <laughs> speaking of which, before we sign out, there was uh <clears throat> there's one dude when I was doing a uh installing appliances, there's this homeless guy. Uh right off of the five and the two down in you know, it's not the greatest area of Los Angeles, basically. And this dude, I'm not kidding, had pigeons trained to do more than just fly up and come back. Like, he would have them fetch things by pointing. And the only reason I know this is because we were fascinated by the guy. And it was our same exit every day from our truck. So we saw this guy for, like, a couple of years in a row. And, like, randomly he was doing this shit with pigeons that you would not believe. Like, they were trained... (laughs) 
I don't know. You know, I don't know. It was excellent. So, a good way to ruin the end of the podcast. Be sure to be good to each other. Follow us on Instagram at Black Irish Pod at Black Irish Two One Three for Mike at Brendala Seven for me. Uh, check us out on YouTube, wherever you podcast, all this stuff. You know this by now. But what you don't know is that we would like for you to share. That's always fun. Please always do so. Share. Let your friends know. Let somebody sitting next to you know. Anybody. Let them know. And then like it. Share with the world. Because you know we'll be here every week. And if Tiger wins, put it all on Golden State. Yeah. There you go, baby. All right. (laughs) Peace out, people. Be good.